Hey guys, what's up? It's Colton Lindsay, your host of The Colton Lindsay Show, where I interview people living epic lives and living life on their terms, creating massive value for others. Before we hop into today's episode, I want to share with you a word from my sponsors. First and foremost, it's my real estate sales team, the WGR Real Estate Sales Team located here in Utah. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate, or if you have a referral for us, get a hold of me or my sales team as quickly as possible. Also, if you're a real estate agent that's looking to maximize your profits inside of your business and grow to a next level, well, go to fearlessagent.com, the most effective and affordable coaching and training platform on the planet today, where you learn from my coach and mentor, Bob Leffler himself. And also, if you're looking to grow your financial freedom. I'm talking start to live life on your terms where you don't have to work for money, but money works for you. Go to financialfreedomnation.com and learn the exact cash flow system that took me to financial freedom by the age of 31. Now let's get into this week's episode and enjoy the show. What's going on? Here we are, the WGR Live. When you can start hearing me, I've had some problems with my sound lately. Go ahead and put in the comments down below that you can hear me. Today, <coughs> excuse me, on the WGR Live, I'm going to be talking to a good friend of mine, Mr. Brian Casella. Some of you might know him, some of you might not know him. Some of you might think he's crazy and weird, and some of you might think he's a superstar, a rock star, an amazing dude. I tend to find that he's a very interesting fellow that I learned a ton from. And today I'm going to be interviewing him and asking him how at the age of 30 he managed to purchase a Lamborghini, which is not a very inexpensive vehicle if you guys know anything about cars, which I, I know very little. Okay, We just saw him pop up online, so we're going to talk with him in just a second. I'm going to invite him on here. First of all, I just want to remind you, any buyers or sellers in the state of Utah, get a hold of me or my sales team so we can help you out, get you your referrals paid. Also, if you are a consumer buying or selling, get a hold of us. We will help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Okay, that's number one. Number two is go to fearlessagent.com and get invested in the absolute best coaching and training platform on the planet today to help real estate agents take their business to the next level. Number three, if you want to get financially free, if you want to live life on your terms, if, you, if you're tired of being stuck with your money, Go to financialfreedomnation.com and get enrolled today to change your financial outlook. I'm going to invite Mr. Brian Cassell on right this moment, moment in time. And grab me some water at the same time. Hey, it's my favorite Mormon. What's up? What's up? I thought Al was your favorite Mormon. <laughs> Second favorite. Second favorite. Okay. I'm the first favorite. Hey. I got a question before you, before we get started. And up, be man? honest with me. Who, who lies more, men or women? And be honest with me. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Hey, guys, post below. How is the, the perception? Can you guys see uh, or hear, or is there any noise coming out to you guys? And also put where you're from in the, in the comments below. One more question before we get started, BC. Do, okay. do you, by chance, ever drive riding an Uber? Every once in a while, yeah. Oh my gosh, we have so much in common. Sometimes I, every once in a while, drive in an Uber. It's the craziest thing. Dude. That's so cool. Awesome. So before we hop in, do yourself a favor. I invite everyone on my live streams to invite our guests to click that share button and share this stream to everyone, especially this one. Go ahead and do that for me. Yeah, and this is what I'll do, Colton. For everybody who shares, I'll pick one random person and I'll give them one of my products for free. What? Oh my gosh! I hope it's that one that uh, teaches people how to be so damn sexy, because that's that's the one we got to be giving away today. You know what I'm saying? That's from last month. <laughs> cool, awesome. So, in sixty seconds or less, 
Go ahead and just for those people that don't know about you, which would be very surprising with both of our followers probably know you, but just give a, a background of who you are and what you do and where you're from and what's going on. For sure. Brian Casella, Southern California. I uh, run a real estate team uh, out here. I also have been growing my YouTube. I'm doing a lot of stuff online. I'm traveling and speaking now. Uh, I've been connected with Colton for, I want to say, three years now almost, right? Something like that. We've been in the mastermind together for about two years. Active member of the Real Estate Hustlers Mastermind. Uh, serial entrepreneur. Uh, part of the Financial Freedom Nation that you run. And yeah, I just bought a Lamborghini. I'm excited. So uh, let's get started. Awesome. And let's talk a little bit because <clears throat> I believe that Financial Freedom Nation, the whole like system you follow probably helped you get to purchase your Lamborghini. So but before we get to that, why a Lamborghini? Let's talk about why did you even buy a Lamborghini? Well, it's been a part of my vision, Colton, for a long time. It's been a commitment of mine and through proper application of the money management system and all that, I actually purchased it. And unlike probably 80% of the people who buy Lamborghinis, I'm not going to be struggling every month to maintain it and make the payment. So I'm excited. It's been a vision of mine since I was a kid and it's finally happening. Awesome. Awesome. And <clears throat> so how long have you had this, like, I'm getting this Lamborghini? I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been talking about getting a car, right? Mm -hmm. And talking about Lamborghinis, so did you first say when you were a kid, you know, I'm going to get a Lambo one day, or when did you really get serious about it? Yeah, it's been a vision since I was a kid. The real commitment, like, okay, I'm getting it now, was probably, I want to say, a little bit over a year ago. I, I would say around April or May of last year, I said, okay, this, this thing is happening, right? I'm going to do whatever it takes now. I'm going to, you know, obviously follow the system of the money management, but that, that money is definitely going towards the Lamborghini. And uh, the cool thing about it is when I made that commitment, everything else started upgrading, right? My house, uh, my clothes, uh, everything, everything around me, my communication, the people that I surrounded myself with. When that commitment was made, everything else went up with it because I had to make sure that I didn't just have a Lamborghini car, but I had a Lamborghini type house, friendships, business partners, and everything that went with it. Awesome. So I remember one day um, you, you said, hey, I'm going to get the Nissan GTR. I'm like, sweet. I'm not really sure what that is, but that's yeah. a cool car. So go get it. And then you set a date and all of a sudden you got the GTR. You start posting pictures of it. You started growing your YouTube channel with that. I think that yeah. helped you out. But I remember last year and I actually and, and I'm just going to point this out to the viewers. You told us a date that you were going to purchase. Uh, or the number of days out that you're going to purchase the Lamborghini. And I think you actually missed that date, but yeah. that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to point that out. When, when, when were you intention, intending to initially buy the, the Lamborghini? I think it was about 60 days ago. So 60 days. But my point being is, is it's not necessarily, oh, I hit it by this date, but it's like, I'm getting the Lamborghini. Okay. So I fell short on hitting my target, getting the Lamborghini. What did you do? Or how did you feel when you knew your date was coming up and you didn't, you didn't get it. What did you do to regroup or, or make sure you still went on target? Well, it didn't really affect me negatively at all, Colton. Um, I, I knew that with the amount of goals that we set, some of them are not going to be hit on the target date. The, the reframe that I have or the state of mind that I have is, you know what? Uh, yeah, I didn't hit it by this date. However, it's going to happen, right? And I'm fully committed to it. So if I committed last year, for example, to make 500 grand and I only made 400, that's okay because I know the 500 grand is going to come. Uh, I believe what people do is they allow that moment of maybe um, negativity to get into their head and they feel like, okay, because I didn't hit it today, it's not going to happen when in reality it's probably one step away. And I, I think that's yeah. really what people need to, to work on because to me, 
the lifelong goal of getting a Lamborghini. Okay, I was 60 days late. You can get me for that. However, uh, try to ask me that again or bring it up to me when I'm actually driving it and see how much it affects me. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? Because <clears throat> you're what? Getting, you're picking up this weekend? Uh, it's actually coming from Vegas. They're servicing it. It's going to be done Monday, and then they'll ship it out here. So I'll probably have it within, I want to say, five, six days. Okay. So by next week sometime, you'll have it, yep. right? You'll, you'll have attained the goal. You'll have the, the um, you know, the Lamborghini. But now you hit that target. Now yeah. what? What do, you, what do you go from there? What's the next target? Because you don't just, oh, I'm done. I'm going to quit moving forward, right? What do you go from here? Yeah. My strategy is before I hit the goal, like 60 days ago, I already knew I was going to get it. So I start setting other goals already. Because my, my, my style is, let's say this chip right here is my goal, and it's going along the path this way. When I'm like right here, I'm already putting the next two or three chips down, right? So by virtue of yeah. me going to the other ones, I'm going to hit this one. And that's kind of how it goes. So now I've upped my game with, like we talked about, investing in stocks, getting more um, income properties and things of that nature. Car-wise now, my next goal is smaller cars as far as price point. So... Uh, the Lamborghini has always been the, the top of the food chain. But for now, uh, my goals have shifted more towards investments and away from toys. So one, one thing I want to point out is the Lamborghini just represents the target, right? You don't have to get a Lamborghini. In fact, yeah. I will probably never own a Lamborghini just because it's yeah. not important to me, right? But what you've got to discover is what do I want to create before I die? What do I want to put into my life, my health, my relationships, my family, my business, my finances? Yeah. And then, okay... I'm going to do it and just do it, right? <clears throat> One of the things I started doing over the last probably – I've done it for a while but consciously been aware that I've been doing it is I don't ever really like say I'm going to get uh, hit this goal by a certain date. Yeah. Every 30 days, I set a new 90-day and 365-day target, right? And so every 30 days, my target keeps moving ahead of me, right? It's like I can never hit my target. Yeah. I remember there was a, an – I think it was, oh, shit, what's his name? The, Matthew McConaughey, right? He was talking yeah. about when he won an award, and I'm sure a lot of people heard this speech. He says that one of the persons that you have to be, you have to always be chasing that person that you want to be, right? Yeah. And that way you're never going to catch that person. So becoming your best self. Awesome. So let's talk about the taking the idea, the formless substance, and putting some emotion into it, creating some action, and manifesting it into three dimension. What what is the secret to doing that in life? The Lamborghini is a representation of it, but everything we do is a creation. So how how can we help these people do that? Well, um, you know, one question that I come across a lot from people that's really <coughs> is people ask me about the law of attraction, right? And I tell them, look, uh, a part of it that's being pushed is, you know, of course, creating the emotion and thinking about it. What I feel is missing that me, you, and everyone else around us actually applies is the, the plan and the action, right? Because I can sit here on my couch all day and say, I'm going to own a Lamborghini, I'm going to own a Lamborghini, but what am I actually doing to manifest that, right? It's not just a thought. Uh, I think it was a saying saying, um, the idea creates the thought, the thought creates the emotion, the emotion helps you create the uh, plan, and then the plan helps you create the action. Then you take the action, and then you manifest it. Something like that, right? I, I might be off. But that the plan and the action is what's missing, right? Because I've met a ton of people over the last couple of years, Colton, that have said, oh, I'm going to do this kind of production in real estate. I'm going to own the fancy cars. I'm going to be financially free. And you fast forward two, three years later, they're still talking about it, but they're not doing anything. The difference is, is me and you are actually putting it into action and doing things day in and day out. And for me... 
I know that was the key was, okay, I want the Lamborghini. I want the financial freedom. What plan am I going to do right now? And what action am I going to take every single day to get there? And that's really, if you were to take a log and a magnifying glass into my mind in the past, you're going to see the accumulation of daily work that has helped me get here. And I would just be one word, man, action, planned action, two words. Awesome, cool. So let's go ahead and do this. For you guys that are watching, I want you to pick out a target that you want to create, whether it's getting a Lamborghini, getting a, maybe a new, uh, what do you call it, an Audi, an Audi, how do you say that? Audi. Audi, Audi getting a new Audi, getting a new type of car, right? Or maybe it's going on a certain vacation. Put your target below that you want to take from the idea and create into the reality. And, and number two, I want you to put the word massive action below, right? Because Brian just, he just painted it out like, okay, you can think about the Lamborghini. You can put pictures of a Lamborghini all up over your wall. You can even go drive a Lamborghini at the lot if they think you're going to be able to buy it, right? But doing the action is what really creates that, that manifestation. So what was the plan that you had, Brian, to, to, to apply and take action on to actually purchase a Lamborghini? Well, the plan was simply reverse engineering in my businesses. I knew, I basically mapped out how many products I had to sell, uh, how many speaking gigs I had to do, what the production had to be in real estate, obviously falling under the umbrella of the financial plan of the FFN, the Financial Freedom Nation, you know, and the system that, that we have for that. And I just timed it out. And pretty much a year later, following that, taking action, I produced a result. I got the sales that I needed in real estate, uh, products-wise. I did the speaking gigs that I needed. I had enough money. Um, obviously, I traded in the GTR for it, so I took equity out of that. And actually, I exceeded my plan. You know, I, I was budgeted to have a certain payment, and actually ended up being about fifteen percent below that payment. So, I actually, surpassed what the target was. Nice, awesome. So, talk about um, how did you manage your money? Because you got money coming in from your product sales, from your real estate sales business, from you know, from uh, YouTube, different yeah. areas, income properties. How do you manage that cash flow as it flows into you? What is your strategy? Well, basically, it's the JAR system that we learned from, uh, from you and obviously the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind and the Millionaire Mindset Experience. So we have the 55% for the you know, expenses and things like that, 10% for education, 5% for contribution, 10% uh, uh, the play money, and so forth. And I just follow that system. And what's funny is when I first got that system, I, uh, I kind of resisted it. But what really <laughs> got over the, the hump was actually having the physical jars in my house and I would take a hundred bucks every day uh, broken down and I would put 55 in one jar and I went like that and after about a week of that it finally clicked in my head because I feel that you're telling the universe that you can actually do it and you're demonstrating live hey I can manage my money and I think that's where people fail is they they let money control them not vice versa them controlling their money yeah money comes easy and frequently yeah. and it's funny I know a lot of real estate professionals that earn Revenue-wise, a lot of money, but every single month they're broke. Every single month they have no money, right? And until you change the habit, the habit of managing your cash flow, that is the secret. Like if I look back and I, at the last four or five years, the yeah. thing that took me from where I was to where I am, it was how to manage my money. If you can't manage a dollar, what makes you think you will be able to manage a million dollars? You're not going to be able to. It's just the reality right. of it. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> so where where uh, where else did you execute on the plan? Like let's let's break it down. You had your products, you had your real estate sales team, you had those types of things. How did you say, you know what, I gotta I gotta create this much money from each? What was the goal or what was the action item behind that goal? And so much. Uh, also, real quick, I'll plug again for all of you who maybe have just joined. Make sure you share the video. I personally will pick one person who shared it, and I'll give you one of my products for free. And awesome. Al will throw in a five dollar Amazon gift card. 
Amazon gift card from Al Tori. So if you share this stream and you tag Al Tori, he will he will definitely put in a five dollar Amazon gift card for you. Well, and to answer the question, uh, Colton, uh, it all basically falls under one word: create. Right? I have I have my my budgeting. I know how much money I need. So with me, part of the strategy was I I must create more streams of income. Right, so I have the YouTube coming in, right? I have my close the deal program coming in. I have my investment properties in Houston that I bought at the tax deed auctions. Um, the mastermind, uh, my real estate sales team. I started actually beginning of this year, started doing one product every month. I started creating a product where I would sell it for $97 for the first 24 hours and I would double the price. And on opening days, I was selling anywhere from as low as 20 to some products as much as 50 or 60 in 24 hours. So basically my whole train of thought was with this action, what else can I create that with very, what we consider more minimal action, not like, you know, 20 hours a day, because creating a product would only take me a few hours. How can I best leverage my time to create something that's going to give me the income and the sustainability that I need? And that's basically what it fell under and ideas started flowing, right? I uh, remember that uh, event that I did last month in my office, my new office. Did you see me posting yeah. it? Yeah, I committed to that event, Colton, before I even signed the lease for my new office. Right? Uh, yeah, that's that's what people don't understand is that's the way we move. You commit, yep. then you figure it out. So even yep. if I wouldn't have gotten the office, let's say they say, you know what, we don't want you. I would have figured it out and I would have found another office or another place to do the event. So the question is, is what are you guys doing to not only execute your plan, but exceed it? Right. Because that stuff wasn't even in my, in my plan. I would just have an idea. And instead of just saying, oh, that's a great idea, I would write it down immediately, whether in my phone or on paper, and I would execute on it immediately. That, that is one of the uh, datums that I live by. If I have a great idea, within 24 hours, I'm executing on it by taking at least one step towards achieving it, whether it's an event, a product, or anything. And three years ago, was it three years you've been in real estate now? Or four? Uh, four, four, four. So four years ago, when you first day knocking doors, would you have been able to just do that event four years ago? No, definitely not. Why not? Well, one, I don't believe I had the knowledge and the expertise. Uh, two, I didn't have the experience. And three, uh, my mind wasn't at the place where it would even conceive being able to do something like that. Just the realm of possibility wasn't still in my vision at that time. Great. So that's where I wanted you guys to get, right? So you hear what maybe Brian is doing right now, but maybe that's not the next step for you. So let's go back four years ago. What was in the mind that your realm of possibility? Like, what was the next action step for you in order to move you forward towards? At that time, it was a, a GTR. Like, what was yeah. the action step? Yeah, right then it was literally okay. I have one thing right now, and it is my real estate business. I need to increase my production. How am I going to increase my production? Massive action, right? I started going door to door and cold calling. Once that started growing, I said, okay, how can I leverage now? I was learning that from you guys. I need to get a part-time assistant. I need to get a, a buyer's agent. And that's really, it was just tunnel vision on my real estate business. Awesome. So you guys popping on. We got Kevin just popped on, Isaac. We had Donnell and four others share it. Thank you, guys. Al Torrey will get you the $5 gift card. Lance Williams, Jared Bennett. We got some cool people going on. Go ahead and start posting in the comments below any questions you might have for Mr. Brian Casella. And I was going to scroll because I thought I had some questions early on. Let's see. I got so many comments. I don't know where we're at. Someone asked this question, and it's off topic. How do you guys like the AirPods? I actually think as dorky as they look, I actually like them, man. So that's my answer to that. The um, Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they're great. I think they're awesome. I do. If I'm on a laptop uh, streaming, because I'm on my phone right now, if I was on a laptop, I wear them. I think they're great. Oh, you have? I didn't know you had the earbuds. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I don't know what this. Oh, Elijah asks example of a triple line dialer callback message when two people answer when you're just cold calling. What do you do for that? Do you, do you uh, have a message? The recorded one we have is I'm just like hello. I just it's like almost I can't hear them, and then it says okay, uh-huh. I'll call you back, and then as soon as the call that we're actually on ends then it'll automatically call them back so it's more of like a fake them out type oh i can't hear you hello bad reception i'll call you back cool one of the things that uh we do with ours is we just have a blank message recorded and then we just call them back however we only triple line dial cold calls we don't triple line dial when it comes to fizzbos and expires we only two line dial those types of leads i want want to throw a question at you colton what's your take on the law of attraction um what do you mean i mean it's real like in the sense of here's here's what I mean. It's real. Like I, I think there's such like the book, The Secret, is yeah. what really made the law of attraction pop. I think that's right. like the tip of the iceberg, yeah. right? But I think the the iceberg itself is so much more. It's it's this idea of you have uh, energy that either attracts to you awesome stuff and experiences and opportunities, and you're prepared to act on them, yeah. or you have an energy that resists awesome yeah. stuff, and you tend yeah. to have almost opposite of opportunities. You have uh, problem opportunities is what we'll call them, right? You've, you've got, you've got the one, for example, you had a flat tire recently, a tire blow up or something, right? Yeah. Um, so that can either be an opportunity of positive energy, yeah. depending on where you're at here, or that can yeah. be an opportunity of negative, right? right? It could be like a way that just screws up your entire fucking day, or yeah. it might be like it puts you in the path to meet a specific person or to have a specific thought or to have a specific experience that then launches you forward. But it all yeah. depends on where you're at here in your energy, right? How many yeah. times have you had like, I mean, earlier, was it this year or last year? I can't remember. I think it was last. I don't remember, but they took your GTR away. Remember that when, when that oh. happened? Yep. Did that at all cause you any stress at all or was there absolutely zero stress with that? I mean, there was little moments where the emotion would hit me. However, I just didn't. Okay, right there. That's what I wanted to hear. So there are moments when the stress hits you. And right there, you have to make a choice. You either choose to say, do I want to be involved with this problem of just creating all these anxieties and and concerns and doubts? Or do you say, you know what? I don't want to feel that way. I'm just going to let it. I'm going to let it figure itself out. But I'm going to go focus on what I can control. And I can't control that right now. Okay. But so many times people get with their stuck in their language saying things like, I can't do this, or I don't have enough time, or so-and-so took advantage of me, or, you know, the government's in problems right now, uh, the economy just is, is not great. Whatever it is, is, is you then start to create that vision, that reality for you. And so that type of thinking process, when you think about this, if you're scared of terrorism and war and the economy crashing, do those thoughts create good emotions or negative emotions? Negative, 100%. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it's like driving down the road 200 feet at night with the car lights on. You see the next 200 feet of problems. Like, oh, shit. They just bombed freaking that town in Syria and used blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Now, uh, there's chemical, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the list goes on and on and on. But you can also flip that if you just step back and say, I don't want to feel that way. I'm just going to let that go. And one of the things that I've been doing, right, is I just, and I learned this a long time from T. Harv Eker, is when, when that pops up, I just say, hey, thanks for sharing. Appreciate yeah. that. And then I catch myself saying, do I want, like, here's an example. Last night, dude, so my two-year-old daughter, she's starting to get sick. It's like 
1130 at night. I'm passed out asleep. She starts freaking out crying, right? And it's like, okay, I have a couple choices here. I can freak out back at her, which if you're a parent, you know you can have that tendency to want to freak out. Or you can say, you know what? It is what it is. Do I want to feel frustrated as well? Or do I just want to experience whatever I'm going to experience here, get what I'm going to get from out of yeah. here, and then just this is it, right? right? Am I stoked to be up at 11 o'clock at night? Not really, but <laughs> I'm not going to bitch about it because bitching doesn't help, okay? And so depending on how you follow that, that, that moment in time when the frustration pops up will determine what you experience going forward. And exactly. there's a lot of awesome shit to experience right now. Absolutely, man. So here's... Here's one too. Look at this. We don't, I bet, actually, I know there is more great stuff happening on the planet today than ever before, right? Yeah. Yet we have a news problem. It's, a, it's not a news business, it's a bad news business, right? That's what sells, that's what gets eyes. Attention is the new currency, right? Yeah. And what gets attention is negative energy, right? People just, for whatever reason, they flock to it, right? Yeah. Even if you don't want to see a fucking plane crash on I 15, you can't help but go see what's going on with the plane crash on I-15. That's just happened here two days ago, here, right? And so you've got to be able to choose to see the beauty in the world. And when you can choose to see the beauty in the world, you'll realize what other time on the planet could we talk with 49 people watching this about amazing shit, creating and buying Lamborghinis. What, you know what else blows my fucking guff now that we're on this freaking topic? This whole problem of of global warming, and we've got to save the planet. Are you fucking kidding me? We've got to save the planet. We are seven five people, point billion people on a rock floating right. in the middle of the universe. Right. You think we are smarter than all of God's creation that created this fucking rock? You're out of your fucking mind, dude. You are ego tripping when you need to save this fucking planet. You need to save yourself from going down a negative pathway and start yep. to experience love and abundance and joy and serving other people. Now I'm done yep. with my tangent. Tangent over. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Should have asked me a question, man. So let's see. Any other questions up on here? Yeah. I scrolled down. Yeah, I'm looking Did too. I don't... Cool. All right. No questions. Well, let's, uh, let's move forward then. What, what, what are you going to create now? You talked about your investments. That's what your next focus is, right? Yeah. Yeah. feel free to ask questions below and as you guys are popping on put where you're from and hit that share button to qualify for the five dollar gift card oh here's one rocky valenzuela yeah. in a seller's market would you door knock first or direct mailer i would knock first for sure man uh like i always tell people the door knock is always going to be the mailer for sure i can't tell you how many times i've listed a house that i door knocked where they had a stack this high of mailers from other realtors as we were signing the papers so direct mail is works if you use it properly, but not for creating new leads from cold stuff, right? I mean, you can generate some stuff, but door knocking and phone calling will always beat out a mailer in any market. A mailer is only going to enhance your visibility when you go knock the door. It's going to help them remember you a little bit more, okay? So if you're going to mail to someone, mail to your past clients, your sphere of influence, and to your people form. If you mail to them once, plan on mailing to them every single month or twice a month for as yeah. long as they sell or die or do business with someone else. And even if you do business with someone else, I'll still keep mailing them. I agree, man. What, uh, someone asked other than massive action, what else would you do? Um, I would do action. <laughs> like just do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to be a little bit more, uh, <coughs> micromanaging by that question, 
I would take action and then start honing in on what exactly that action is and which action is bearing the most fruit. And then if you see that out of the four things that you're doing, one or two are giving you more results, put a little bit more of your time into those and be flexible enough to adjust as the time goes. However, the answer is in the question. You have to take action, right? That's the only way you're going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. I would rather you take a wrong action versus taking no action, right? Take a bad action versus just taking no action. And then improve on your action. And a great question you got to ask yourself is, what's my next important action step? What's the next important thing for, for me to drive towards my 90-day target? Okay? And you probably have a list of 100,000 things. So you know your need list, your, your, your to-do list, your honey-do list. you got 100,000 things you got to get done. What's the next most important thing? Make sure you guys share the video if you just hopped on because I'm giving away a free product to one random person. What's the greatest challenge moving forward and how are you going to overcome it? Uh, with me, it is continuing to expand uh, and not letting any fear or doubt cause me to hesitate. Um, as I expand into different stuff like speaking and more into the online and YouTube world, there's a lot of unknown factors for me. Um, and even on the real estate side too, now with the new office and hiring new people, there's always that like cloud of uncertainty that could possibly stop me. So that would be my, my biggest challenge is just facing those, those uh, challenges head on and saying, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to slow down. Awesome. Cool. Sweet. I just have opportunity ahead of me, my man. You can call it a challenge. You can call it an opportunity. We get to choose our language, right? And, and so um, you're going to have things to overcome that you can consider a challenge. You're going to have those speed bumps, temporary defeats. You look at Michael Jordan. Why does he say he's so successful? Yeah. Oh he failed over and over again, yeah. right? There's cool. So what do you say when you door knock? Here's a question. Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, depends. Now, let's say I just do a random door. Let's assume that's a random door. I may do it just this is just sold. But what I do is I pepper in the beginning of my script is um, I give a little bit of market stats. Like I know around here how many homes are selling a month and how much they've increased in price year over year. Just a little bit of datum, a little bit of uh, info that I throw out at the beginning. But the rest of my script is basically what you're going to find everywhere else. Uh, if you were to move, where would you move? How long have you lived here? Where did you move from? Just basics. Awesome. Cool. Uh, what I would do is I would use a fearless agent script and I would simply say, hi, I'm Colton Lindsay, the world's greatest real estate sales team. Just come to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. And if they say no, I say, great. Do you have any plans of moving ever? And then they will either say, yeah, in six months or nine months, or they say, we have no plans. Or, or the other one they'll say is, well, when they put me in a, in a pine box, right? I'm in a body bag and move me out. Cool. Uh, buying out of state or in state rental properties. I will buy one in-state eventually, but all the ones I'm purchasing right now are out-of-state. How many do you own right now? Three. Three properties, and they are all in Texas? Yeah. Right in, in part of Texas? the county of Houston. Okay, cool. Awesome. So I actually prefer to buy them currently all in-state simply because it's easier for me to currently manage, right, with the systems and opportunities I have in my forefront, right? BC can buy in Texas simply because he took the action to go through an investment training course. He took his education account that we teach in Financial Freedom Nation, purchased a course, flew out to Houston, and I think one other area. with Was it Mike Wolf that you went with? Yeah, Kansas City also, yeah. In Kansas City, yeah. he uh, learned the, the area, learned the system, learned and, and, and then could take action on that, right? So whatever you do choose, just be very clear on you're educated on the choice, whether it's in-state or out-of-state. 
Awesome. What's your, oh, we already asked that greatest challenge moving forward. Could, should, must. Those are some words. I hear agents say, I send an expired or physical packet prior to the appointment. Do you send a packet as well? If, if you do, what do you include in the packet? Pre-listing package. Always, 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 always. Do you hand deliver, mail it, email it? I do the FedEx, so they have to sign okay. it. Okay, so they can actually receive it. Yeah, we always hand deliver ours. Our junior agents deliver those. Uh, every single time. And what we put in ours are simple, a bunch of uh, references. We put uh, the 17 point action plan that we never ever talk about because it's not the action plan that sells the house, it's the price and the pricing strategy. Yeah. We put um, a suggested list price that is contingent upon us seeing the house because it could be a shithole, it could be awesome depending on when we walk through it. Um, we put a breakdown of all the fees that will be involved, even title fees. When we put a copy of our listing agreement, we put a copy of our last two-year sales record as well of closed transactions of our list to sell ratio. And then we put a meet the team so they can see everyone on site inside of the organization as well. So great question. Um, what advice do you have to make six figures your first year in real estate? You have to have the actual goal, number one. You have to believe that you can do it. And then the level of action that you're going to take has to be congruent with that goal, right? If you want to make 200 grand your first year, six figures, and you plan on prospecting three hours a week, it's not going to happen. Yeah, so you got to do more action, more energy, more involvement than you think it will take. So, Ethan, great question. Wayne Solomon asks, who are you looking up to and following? Who are your influencers? <clears throat> Well, for me, it's always been Anthony Robbins. He's one. Um, I'm getting, I'm following Gary Vee now. I think he's great, and I love what he's doing. Um, other than that, uh, there's one guy that I follow on YouTube. I forget his name. I just started watching him. He's a, a fitness guy, but the what he's doing, I think, is incredible. I'll post it later in the comments. I forget his name. I just started watching him like a, a week ago. His channel has exploded. He has like almost 200,000 followers now, and he was at our level six months ago. All um, right. Intelligent cool. dude. I love what he's doing, and he uh, he has a different style. But uh, I'll post his name once I figure it out. I forget. Let's name. just be clear: BC's level of, of YouTube is here, and mine is here. So he's it's not at our level. He was at your level six months ago. <laughs> You're at forty two thousand subscribers now, correct? Yeah. Let me look right now: forty three thousand one hundred eighty six. Nice. On the journey to one hundred thousand is what you said. Awesome. Nice. I'm on the journey to fifty thousand. That's my target. I'm going to fifty thousand. Uh, moving forward with that being said, um, let's talk about your, your investments. What do you want to invest in? Like, what's your goal? What's your target? Where do you want to go? Oh, before I do that, Wayne, to answer your question, I believe that there is one follow, one person that, uh, is not mentioned nearly enough that I choose to follow. And that is God, uh, connecting with God and source energy, I believe is going to blow any of the influencers out of the water in, in being able to create the reality you want. On top of that, I love to uh, follow Grant Cardone. Uh, I love, um, uh, Gary V. I love Tony Robbins. Um, so this is a few of my my major influencers. So now, where what what, what do you want to focus on with your investing? Definitely want to get into the stock market for sure. Uh, I made that commitment. We are what the end of July. I said by the end of August, I will have already invested at least a thousand dollars into the stock market. Yeah, uh, I continue to get at least one investment property every year. And my goal is by the end of 2018 to have at least um, $6,000 coming in a month in passive income from real estate investments. By, by when is that? End of 2018. So by the end of next year. Okay, cool. One year before, and, roughly, yeah. So it's interesting. So you're starting with 1000 bucks, which doesn't sound like a lot of money in the stock market, yeah? So tell us why $1,000. Uh, because it, it's 
I'd be more comfortable doing 500. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do 1,000 because uh, I want right. to push. Yeah. So let me ask you, why are you uncomfortable to put 500 or $1,000 into the stock market? Well, because it's new. You know, a lot of times whenever we do anything new, like when I started door knocking and cold calling, it wasn't comfortable either. But, uh, you know, we look around us. Like you, for example, you're doing very well with stocks. So I know it works. It's just a matter of getting out of your own way and saying, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, uh, somebody wrote it. Ready, fire, aim. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny is it's like in that book, and I don't really love this book, but it it's, proves a point in uh, Relentless, Tim Grover's book. So it's like you just just do it, right? It's not like you're you're aiming all over the fucking place and firing. It's like just intrigued. Like, you know what? This is the next step. This is where I got to go. I might be off a little bit here, but you know what? Then I'm going to figure out and, and instinctively correct that that where I'm off my air, right? Cool. I started with $5,000. So what's your strategy to enter into the stock market? Are you just going to go buy like some AT&T stock or what? Yeah, I'm basically going to go with your suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually purchased AT&T stock my first and then I quickly sold it. I was like, what the fuck am I doing with AT&T stock, right? So uh, the reason why is, and it's the same suggestion I'll give you guys, the same suggestion I'll give you. What are the five companies that you do business with all the time? I teach this all the time in Financial Freedom Nation. What are the five companies you do business with? For me, it's simple. Uh, I do business with uh, Facebook. I do business with Amazon. I do business with Google. I do business with Apple. And I do business with Netflix. Okay, now, uh, and originally I had put down AT&T because that's the phone. I use my phone all the time, so that's why I put AT&T, right? And so right. as I started, then then once I came up with those companies, I started researching more about how companies work, what their, what their quarterly earnings were, what their, what, are they a subscriber base, where does their income come from? We'll take an example like um, Netflix, right? They have over 100 million subscribers paying them 10 to $12 per month, right? So they got a lot of consistent historically proven cash flow coming on. Not to mention they've added features inside of it, such as when you finish an episode, within five seconds, the next episode automatically pops up. Linguistically speaking, the pattern has increased the amount of time spent watching Netflix yep. by three times. So I know that the active users are staying involved. Whereas you take a company like Snapchat that has 150 million users, but is actually since they launched their in, uh, IPO and you've seen their stock drop, same thing happened with Facebook, but versus Facebook when they first launched, uh, Snapchat's actually declining in the amount of active users, right? Wow. So if active users aren't there, we want active users. We want people that are, are stoked on the company as much as I am. You know, another yeah. bad purchase that I made was Nintendo, right? Yeah. I don't even fucking use Nintendo, right? And you know what? And I got all excited and emotional because it was right before the Pokemon thing. I made a bunch of money on Pokemon. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to buy more Nintendo, right? And uh, I ended up losing money on that. And I remember Garrett here in my office is like, dude, when's the last time you freaking played Nintendo? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, exactly. Why are you buying Nintendo, man? That's so funny. use companies that you, you – you know what's a good one? And I, I would invest if I was buying makeup and my, yes. my wife bought more from this company is a company called Ulta, right? You ever heard of Ulta? No. How do you spell it? I think it's U-L-T-A or Ultra or Ulta or Ultra. It's a makeup company. So they, they sell yeah. most of their products online, but they have – there's one retail store that's in person that is actually getting people to come into them. And what they do is they do makeovers for you, right? So they, they get you to come to the store to do a makeover, and then you end up buying and subscribing to makeup online. And yeah. even in a hot, a hot economy or a negative economy, we are really vain people in society, and so we, people keep buying makeup. That is one company that I just don't buy makeup enough, and my wife doesn't necessarily buy from there enough, so it doesn't make sense for us. But if you do shop there, that would be a place to invest in. Right. Right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, so, 
What else besides stock? <laughs> real estate properties? Yeah, real estate properties, stock. That's all I really have on the radar right now besides uh, me expanding what would be income, not investments. So, Yeah. You know what I started looking at differently as far as investing is, and I teach this in Financial Freedom Nation, is one of the places I allocate my investment money is in my business, right? And so now I start looking like I just hired a couple of junior agents. My investment into those junior agents is literally, besides my time, $1,500 a month, like dollars, right? That's what we pay their beginning salary at, plus any bonuses once they start creating those. And so then I started looking at, okay, what's the, what's the, the rate of return I can get if in three to four or five months, I can get them from having a salary, moving them to a full senior agent, and now they're starting to create two. Anywhere from $7,500 to $15,000 a month in revenue reoccurring into the business, right? Nice. So you've got to start looking at, yeah. I think, people and, and at our, your biggest assets. And then all of a sudden now you look at what your company does. A real estate sales team is, is starting to break through. But you could sell your real estate sales team for anywhere from one and a half to two times net revenue. You can sell your brokerage for three times net revenue. Go figure how that works, right? Yep. But you could sell your online business if you get a really solid online business that's based on just repeat and reoccurring income. You could sell that for anywhere for three to six times what yeah. the revenue is, right? right? So now all of a sudden, what a lot of investors don't, smaller investors don't figure in is, okay, what am I building in equity growth in the value of my company, right? right. Because that is a lot of where you can quickly expand your net worth really quickly. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Any other questions you guys have? We had Michael Pearson pop on. He's a fearless agent. I love those fearless agents. How do you feel about Bitcoin and Ethereum? And uh, I have both and believe Bitcoin will definitely stay prosperous until it caps out. What are your thoughts? Michael McKaiser. What's that? I don't have either one, so that's a question for you. Yeah, I don't have either one, but I would. my feedback on that would be, uh, number one, it's a speculative investment, okay? You have zero, absolute, no control over any encrypted currency, right? And so you're, you're, you're really betting heavily. It's high risk. High risk brings high reward. If it goes well, you can make a ton of money, and a lot of people have with Bitcoin. If it goes bad, you could lose a lot of money. And a lot of people have because they misplaced their hard drives. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, that goes back to the idea of having an education account, okay? I'm not going to say it's good. I'm not going to say it's bad. For me, it's not the right investment. I have no experience in it. I have very little desire to be in it, and I have no education in it. So whatever you invest in, spend your education account first and learn before you drop down the investment, right? Mm -hmm. So that's my thoughts on it. Altori, Mr. Wildwide, he's giving everyone $5 Amazon gift cards if you share today. <laughs> yep, Nicholas said Ulta. You got the question? Yeah, it says, uh, do you guys think massive action can make up for having an overpriced listing? No. <laughs> no, you can't sell a house more than it's worth yeah. than what someone's going to pay for it. But what could do sell that house is you massively improving your presentation skills, your pricing strategy, and presenting in such a way, assuming they're motivated sellers, they're not crazy, they're not insane, but they're nice, sane people, they'll price it right and they'll sell the house. Yep. In fact, you could do a lot of action with that person that's crazy and you're never going to make money. Any other ones? 
ticker Ulta had a small correction recently, by the way, and a good time to get in. Hey, those winters happen every now and then. I don't really pay much attention to that, but the point is get in and stay in with the companies that you love. I look at Facebook as a buy and hold opportunity. I don't have time to day trade. Can you make money day trading? Yes, but go learn how to day trade. I'm not day trading. In fact, I'm not trying to find companies to day trade in. I'm trying to find companies that I believe because I use them and I follow them that are going to continue to grow. It's just like believing in myself. It's like investing in BC. I'm going to invest in a guy like BC because I see him as taking action. Is there a risk that it falls apart? Yeah. Highly unlikely, though. Is there, is there a, a possibility that Facebook disappears one day? Yeah. Anything's possible. You remember Blockbuster? Yeah. But today, Facebook is really one of the strongest, not one of, but the probably strongest influencer on the planet today, that and Amazon. You got yep. near, what, 200, what is it, 2 billion users on Facebook today? 2 billion. We got 7.5 people, 5 billion on the planet. You got two-sevenths of the people on Facebook. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's not going away today or tomorrow. It might in 20 years, like Facebook fell apart. What's your take on interviewing someone for a team? And the first question is, Ask is how much is the split? I have a response for that one. What is your response for that one? Uh, get out of my office. Yeah, they're not a fucking fit for me, man, because they're looking at it the wrong way, and I already know their mindset's wrong. I can guarantee you that their split's going to be less with me than another company, but I'm going to triple their fucking income. Yep. Cool. What else? That's What's it. your take on investing in artificial intelligence stocks, Colton? I don't know much about artificial intelligence. Uh, this goes back to the education thing. If you're educated on it, um, go for it, man. If you have no education on it, I think that there's still uh, – I think some of them are going to go big. I think some of them are going to go small, right? So it's about getting that right company because how many social networking platforms were there besides f Facebook, right? Yeah. And right. unless you just happen to know and follow the algorithms and get the patterns – and pick that right AI company, that's going to be the challenge for you. I don't think you're educated enough in it. Is there, is there some that are going to go big? Absolutely. In fact, I think AI is going to disrupt our markets, and I think it's going to crush a lot of jobs for people. And I think the people that are going to struggle the most are the people that are probably about 40 years old right now and older because they grew up most of their life on the other side of kind of the transformation we've went with technology in the digital world. Therefore, they are slower habitually. It's just because their neural pathways are built that way. They're behind on transferring and taking advantage full of the opportunities that are today, right? And so the AI is going to put people out of business for sure. And so don't invest if you have very little education. Invest if you have education. Cool. Uh, take oh, I was going to – oh, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, somebody asked, I'm taking my test soon. I'm ready to door knock. What can I say without violating rights? Well, as, as far as I'm aware, you just can't like talk about anything contractual or present contracts, right, Colton? Is that pretty as much far right? as I know, I think your state's going to be different to different. I think yeah. if you just do a survey uh, um, and just find out, hey, I was just coming through the area, just wanted to see uh, how long you guys have been in the area and if you've ever considered to make a move out of the area, right? And then you can start to get people. But I probably wouldn't wait to sign on door knocking right now if I were you. I would spend my time making a list of all the people that I know that would more than likely support me and send referrals my way. I'd get their name, I'd get their phone number, I'd get their email, I'd get their mailing address, and I'd start creating that database, and I'd start making people aware of what your desire is and what you're doing and what your plan is with moving forward. And then I would go sign up for fearless agent coaching and training yesterday. I would go get started in that today. We have several clients that get in before they're licensed, and the moment they're licensed, boom, they're making money. Cool.
All right, my man. Well, I got to rock and roll. Appreciate you being on here, BC. How can people get in touch with you to send your referrals? Always, man. Yeah. Email me, teambcsold at Gmail. You can message me on Facebook. We'll take care of you. Pretty much all of Southern California, north of San Diego and south of Santa Barbara. Boom. Awesome. Send all your buyer seller referrals here in Utah to the WGR sales team. Get a hold of me through direct message. If you want to learn more about field estate coaching and training and how you can make a multiple six-figure income in real estate, get a hold of me as well or go to fieldsagent.com and sign up today. Don't be an idiot. Just get in. And then the third thing is if you want to learn how to create things like buying Lamborghinis, becoming financially free, and just be done with being stuck with your finances because I know you are. Because I know 90% of the people out there have no management system. And I know that 99% of people or 98% of people never reach financial freedom ever before they die. So if you want to learn about that, send me a message. I'll get you set up on that. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks, BC. Yeah. Hey, I just want to real quick say thanks for listening in to another episode of The Colton Lindsay Show where I interview epic people living epic lives by creating massive value for others. Once again, go to my website, www.thefinancialfreedomnation.com to learn how you can create financial freedom starting today. And if you're a real estate agent that wants to learn how to do business completely differently than all other agents, we'll go to fearlessagent.com and we'll see you there. Thanks for watching, guys. Subscribe, comment, like, and share.